I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a question you'd like me to ask or a person you'd like me to talk to, hit me up on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. It's a big one. The 13th game. Didn't know it was going to happen, but here we are. It's the Big Ten Championship game. Indianapolis Saturday night, 7-15 kick against number 2 Michigan. Michigan, who just defeated Ohio State, convincingly defeated Ohio State. And stamp their uh, their their claim to a you know play for a national championship. There's a lot in front of this team. They've done a lot. They've looked impressive. But there's a reason they play the games, right? Let's get an inside look at this uh, very strong Michigan Wolverines team. And my guest today covers Michigan for AnnArbor.com and MLive.com. He's also the host of the uh, Wolverine Confidential podcast. It is Aaron McMahon. Aaron, thank you for the time today. Hey, it's good to be back. You know, Jim Harbaugh got the Ohio State monkey off his back last week. Now the program is poised to play for a national championship. How big was last week's win, and how big is this opportunity now in front of this team? Yeah, I, I think you could feel the weight kind of come off of Jim Harbaugh's shoulders Saturday Saturday afternoon, Saturday night at Michigan Stadium. I mean, it was it was quite the scene. You know, it was something we haven't really seen in Ann Arbor in a long time. I think the fans have been kind of waiting for that to happen. They, you know, they had. They were nervously waiting on it, you know. And to be quite honest, to be, to be frank, I don't think many people saw it coming. I mean, we we've seen years past where Michigan's had some good teams, they've had some good defenses and some, and some great players, um, but they would run into the bus saw that was Ohio State's offense, and they couldn't stop him. Uh, you know, it was a different different story Saturday. I mean, they they did a pretty good job of containing the passing game. Uh, they they ran the ball at will. Uh, it, quite, quite frankly, I thought it was a rather shocking result, um, but it's it's kind of been a shocking season for Michigan. It's It's been one thing after another. They've surprised folks left and right, yeah, and, and you're right. They're, they're, they're there one game away. They win Saturday. They're, they're in the playoff. Yeah, it's it's a really big spot and obviously a hugely emotional win for Michigan. You know, probably the biggest win in, in several years in that program. And you know, we here in Iowa had the big win over over Penn State halfway through the season, and then abruptly got beat by Purdue. We saw Michigan State beat Michigan and have their big emotional win and abruptly get beat also by Purdue. Is there any fear of an emotional letdown? I mean, obviously the Big Ten championship is a big deal. The playoff is a big deal. So there's a lot to play for still. Uh, but is is there any fear of an emotional letdown or maybe even? Just just looking past Iowa with so much in front of this team. Yeah, that's a very good question, and one I you know I don't really have a good answer to. You know, it, it, Michigan hasn't had a win of this caliber in a long time. That was probably the biggest win in the Jim Harbaugh era. Um, but I, I will say this: you know, Jim has done a very good job of kind of recentering and refocusing, refocusing his teams after big wins. I mean, we can even go back to this this year alone. Michigan, you know, went on the road. Uh, to beat a you know, uh, to beat Wisconsin, came back the following week and got a victory. They went on the road a few weeks ago 
uh, at Penn State, King had to come back and win there. Every time they followed up with a win, they, they followed up with, you know, in games that are supposed to win that they, they did. Um, so that, I think, is going to be a big question mark facing this Michigan team because I, I don't really have any doubts that, you know, the Mich- this Michigan team is a little bit more talented than Iowa. Um, but you're right. I mean, when, when you're coming off that euphoric high of a win over your, your arch rival at home, you know, potentially setting up a, a, a you know, a pathway to the, the playoffs, you start to wonder whether the mental you know, makeup is going to be. So I'm really curious to see how they come out early Saturday. I think we're going to find out pretty quickly. Uh, you know, if they can kind of withstand their, the first quarter there uh, and they're able to move the football to execute their game plan, I think they'll be okay. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You know, we've all got Aiden Hutchinson circled because uh, one of our, our deficiencies has been offensive line, and, and he's clearly one of the best players in the country. The Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year was named yesterday, and rightfully so to him. Uh, who else should Iowa fans be looking for to have an impact on, on Michigan's defense? I know he's not alone out there. No, no, and he's kind of opened things up for other guys in the defense. And I'll give you one name, for example, on the opposite side of him on the defensive line. Uh, outside linebacker by the name of David Ajabo. You know, Aiden Hutchinson is first in the Big Ten in sacks with, with 13. Ajabo's second right behind him with 11. He's kind of benefited you know, off opposing teams or double teams and the attention they have given Aiden, and it's opened things up for Ajabo. You know, he's an interesting ca- uh, character himself because, you know, he, he's a re- relatively new, uh, new face to the game of football. He, he was born in Nigeria, uh, grew up in Scotland, and came over to the U.S., having not played the game of football. He gets here and starts playing it in high school. Uh, his coach liked his size and his speed and his ability and said, why not? You should try it. Uh, and he's, he's kind of developed over the last four or five years. He, he's been in the Michigan program now for three. Up until this year, hadn't played much. Uh, he'd kind of ridden the bench. Uh, was kind of sitting sit and waiting for his opportunity. He got it earlier this year. He wasn't playing all the time, um, but they're kind of using him in package situations and, and kind of uh, rushing the quarterback. You know, uh, in the last, I'd say, four or five, six games, he's been playing a, a bulk of the snaps. Uh, he's played a lot. He's benefited a lot from Aiden Hutchinson. So between Aiden and Jabo, I would, I would make the case they probably have the two best, you know, rushing duels in the Big Ten. You can maybe make the argument in the country. So that they're, they're a lot to work with, a lot to handle. Yeah, offensively, Michigan's a team that likes to run the ball. How have they been so successful in, in doing that this season? I, I think it starts with the offensive line. I mean, this is an experienced and talented group. You've got a, you've got a sixth-year senior at center. You've got a fifth-year senior at right tackle. And then you've got some talented younger guys that Michigan started before and have kind of developed over the last couple of years to kind of fit those spots. So it's, I, I think coming into the year, they, they acknowledged, they knew they had a, a good offensive line, experienced uh, um, group, a uh, group that started a bunch. They, they have, they've been in the trenches before. Uh, so I, I think it started there, and then they Michigan realized I think too they had two different running backs who could do different things and kind of give opposing teams different looks. Uh, Hassan Haskins got quite a bit of carries last year. He started kind of uh, coming up the depth chart, 
Uh, he's kind of there between the tackles back. Who He doesn't get tackled for loss very much. He, he's always moving his feet, always getting yards after contact, and that's the biggest thing about him. And then Blake Corum, their other uh, top-of-the-line running back, he's been hurt the last couple of weeks. He did play against Ohio State, but it sounded like he was maybe at 70 80%. But he has the ability to break that big play. So between the experience and, and the depth up front, and the different playmakers they have at running back, I think it's been it's been a it's been a remarkable um, um, growth we've seen from the from the running backs. The first three games of the year, they rushed over 300 yards. Um, at one point, Michigan was one of, the, one of the best rushing teams in the country. They're still I think top 15, but they've they've certainly leaned on that. Uh, as part of their game plan, they like churning clock. They like long, uh, you know, long time-consuming drives. It's almost kind of a throwback to Jim Harbaugh's days at Stanford, his early years at Michigan. Could be a fast game on on Saturday night between these two teams if <laughs> if, if that's kind of what, that's they, what I was thinking, yeah. they both want to do. You know, Iowa has won a lot of games this year by winning the turnover battle, by being better on special teams, by by just generally being the more disciplined team. You know, doesn't get penalized a lot, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. How is Michigan in, in kind of some of those other areas, areas, some of those intangible things, uh, penalties, special teams, turnovers, that that sort of thing. Very similar. Their quarterback, Kane McNamara, has only thrown four interceptions all season long. Michigan hasn't turned the ball over much. Uh, they're, they're very disciplined, and, and like you mentioned, special teams as well. I mean, a, a couple of weeks ago, I, in fact, they had a, uh, a kick return for, for a touchdown against Maryland, a kind of a trick play type thing. So they've they've really improved uh, in all those areas as well. You don't see them make a ton of mistakes. As I mentioned, they're very experienced up front of the offensive line, so you don't see a ton of false starts. Or, or things of that nature. So they've they've really gotten better at those areas too. It's hard to beat them in, in that area. They haven't really been, done that this year. Uh, so it, it sounds like we're going to see uh, you know this going to be a matchup of two very disciplined, uh, hard nosed teams with with very similar game plans. Well, it seems like the narrative on this game and and the the on paper uh, and and obviously. You know, you and I have talked now for several minutes, and it, it feels like Michigan is the favorite and should be the favorite in this game. And, and we, we see why. We see the advantages and all the good things that the Wolverines have done this season. Where are, if any, deficiencies? Like, where, where may Iowa have an advantage or be able to take advantage of some of Michigan's, uh, you know, less stellar parts on Saturday night? Yeah, I think if Iowa wins this game on Saturday, it's going to have to come over. It's going to have to come in the turnover battle. Michigan's passing game hasn't been great all season long. They haven't had a, no, they haven't had a lean on it. I think that's been a big part of it. But if if Michigan, if Iowa can shut down Michigan's run game, and look, you know, as much as we talk, as much as I talk about Michigan's run game, how great it has been this year, there have been there have been spots where they haven't ran the ball effectively. You can go back to the Michigan State game. You can go back to the Rutgers game early in the year. There have been times where opposing teams have shut them down and forced them to throw the ball. And as a result, it's kept the game close. So I think if Iowa is to keep themselves in this game, you've got to force Michigan to throw the ball and then get a few turnovers. Um, you know, Michigan's receivers are still relatively young. Uh, they're still sometimes struggle running routes and getting, uh, uh, you know, uh, separation with defensive backs. And I know that's the strength of the Iowa defense. So if they can force some turnovers in the passing game, and shut the Michigan running game down. I, I very well, I w- it wouldn't put it past me that Iowa could certainly pull an upset on Saturday. He is at Aaron McMahon on Twitter. You can find his uh, his work at AnnArbor.com, MLive.com, the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Aaron, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate it. I know, I know it's a busy week for everybody. Uh, enjoy Indianapolis and uh, hopefully have a great game Saturday night. Hey, thanks for having me.
Wow, yeah. Um, doesn't make you feel great about Iowa's chances, does it? Obviously, the Hawkeyes have a chance in any game, and uh, this is why they play the games. We've seen Iowa, we've seen a worse Iowa team beat a, a Michigan team of this caliber before, but man, all of the things uh, Michigan does well seem to match up well against Iowa, and uh, this is going to be a heck of a challenge. The Hawkeyes are going to have to play their best game of the year. This is the best team they've played all season. Let's uh, let's get it on though, right? Big Ten championship on the line. This is uh, this is a big spot and uh, a lot of fun. We'll have it covered in every aspect possible at HawkeyeNation.com. Check that out, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Go Hawks!